from the Tie Cats Audio Network. This is Tie Cats Today with Braden Neville. Hello and welcome to Tie Cats Today on the Tie Cats Audio Network on this Friday. That's right, it is Friday, May the 19th, 2023. I'm Braden Neville and thank you for listening. We have a very interesting show for you today as I will be speaking to a very familiar face. The former host of the Ticats Today podcast and the current host of the Speaking with the Enemy podcast right here on the Ticats Audio Network, and not to mention a very good buddy of mine, that is Louis B. Yes, Louis Butko will be joining me in just a moment. I wanted to chat with him on his thoughts on this year's team, and you know what? Just catch up with an old friend. We also have our daily post-practice chat with Coach O, and I also chatted with the Ticats O-lineman Coulter Woodmansey on that strong O-line and how camp's been going for him and the team so far. So as mentioned before, Louis B, he's been around camp a little bit this week. I got to catch up with him to talk about camp and some of those new faces we're seeing in the black and gold this season. Louis, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing well, Braden. Uh, great to be on this show. Uh, weird to be on as a guest, not going to lie. But uh, yeah, you know, uh, you seem to be holding down the fort quite well. So, uh, like I said, great to be here. Well, it's tough shoes to fill. And obviously, you know, me and Louie, me and you, we go way back. Um, you know, we've been friends for a while now. So it's kind of funny. We both went to Niagara College. Um, we both had spent time at CHCH. You're still there. And we were both here with the Ticats. So we've kind of been around each other a lot. And so I really wanted to get you on the show and just talk about this Ticats team. And I guess the first guy I want to talk about and, and kind of the biggest offseason acquisition, and that is Bo Levi Mitchell. Um, what do you think about Bo heading into this season? I know you got to see him a little bit in camp um, this week. Just give me your thoughts on Bo. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's there's not much more to say about Bo uh, that he hasn't proven himself. Um, his stats obviously speak for themselves. Uh, you know, if I'm if I'm double checking this, I should be right that you know the leading active passer in CFL history. He's got rings. He's got MOP trophies. Um, and again, his resume speaks for itself on the field and off the field. You just look at the way players talk about him. And you mentioned, I've been down at camp a little bit, not as much as I'd want to be, but, um, you just listen to the way guys talk about Bo and the way that Bo goes about his business. New team doesn't matter. He's, he's vocal out there. He's talking guys up. He's making sure that other guys are heard. And, uh, again, I think he, what he brings to the table is obviously you can measure it with stats, but there's so much that you can't measure behind the scenes and, and whether it's coaches or whether it's players it feels like he's been here for a while and again he's someone who's 33 years old he's got a lot of career left to play and uh and i think Cats should be very lucky that they they have him and and that they have him motivated he didn't like the way last year ended he's not going to talk about his time much in calgary you and i both tried to <laughs> to get him knowledge yep. a bit of it but uh you know this is a new team for him it's a fresh start and you know, we were talking about it with a couple other people down at camp that the amount of guys who can have a chip on their shoulder, you know, with the way things ended with a certain team and then turn that into something special. And, you know, Ticats fans don't need to be reminded of guys who have left and, and had success. And, and I think we're looking at a guy who could be the reverse of that, who, who came to Hamilton motivated and, and really wanted to make a difference. And, uh, based on what we've seen in, in training camp or what I've seen in the, in the short time I was there is his throws are crisp. There's zero hesitation. He's building chemistry every day and he's 
you know, he's finding out where guys want the ball and, and, and guys are finding out how to read the ball from him. And that's huge. It's all about reps. And, and this week, obviously an important week, but so are the next three in training camp. And so are the next 21 after that. Absolutely. It's definitely a, a presence there. You can tell there's just a, something different about when Bo's around um, that, that field. So also another guy I want to talk to you about, James Butler. I've been seeing him a lot in, um, in training camp. And this guy is just a beast all around. Um, a huge acquisition, obviously, for the Ticats. What can you give me uh, on your thoughts on him? I mean, obviously, when you go out and you get a 1,000-yard rusher and, you know, a guy who did that in his second season in the league and, and in a BC team that loved throwing the football and, you know, when Nathan Rourke was there, loved giving the ball to the QB to run. So the fact that he had the season that he did last year with sort of the, I don't want to say turmoil in, in, in BC, but with the, the Rourke injury and having to find a, a new quarterback and finding a new flow, um, I think this is going to be huge. The Ticats have had some great running backs come through here the last few years. I mean, from CJ Gable to, to Wes Hills, uh, to Sean Thomas Erlington, who's obviously still a huge part of this team. Um, I, it'll be interesting to see how, how Tommy uses him. I think we've seen games where, where Tommy Condell can rush the ball 25 times and, and the next time it's, it's different and, and that's game planning. And that's, that's the way they go about their business. But when you have a guy who can consistently run for, you know, solid yards per game. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and when we're talking about the running game, you know, I know you're asking about Butler, obviously I'm very excited about him, but when you're talking about the running game, you're talking about the offensive line. So, yep. you know, a Joel Figueroa and, and, and having beard back and, and Rev is such a, such a beauty on that offensive line. Coulter Woodman's he going into his third season. You know that I don't. I can't remember a time in camp where the offensive line is as solidified as it is. A lot can happen in the next three weeks, absolutely. But you know, if, if that line can stay consistent, if Butler can build chemistry, and then you know his ability to catch the ball in the backfield. You know, we've seen it a couple times. Just that little dump pass or or from the backfield uh, from from Bo Levi and and making sure that he's making his way down the field. So yeah, Butler's obviously a player that, that Ty gets and should be really excited about having seen him the last couple of days, but um, yeah, a huge part of this Ty cat success will be the running game. And that's going to start with the offensive line. And that's going to start with James Butler. And, and again, not to mention Sean Thomas, who's still a huge part uh, of that run game too. And uh, yeah, it'll be fun to watch and, and see how, how they use Butler and, and, and in what kind of different ways, you know, the old uh, Tommy Condell playbook, uh, they, they find a way to use him. That was a great breakdown. Now I want to go to the other side of the ball. Um, and there's obviously a lot of additions, but there's two in particular I want to touch on. And the first one is returning. And that's Jagera Davis um, coming off that gray cup. Um, how do you, important do you think it is to get a guy like that and bring him back um, to this Ticats defense? Well, JG goes to the gray cup. So, I mean, there's, there's that right there. Jagera Davis has never not been in the gray cup in his CFL career. And, and that, that stat alone should tell you <laughs> value. And what he brings. And, and it's so funny watching JG and it's, you know, the, he's just got this, this attitude, this joy that he brings to practice, to warm up, to, you know, if, if you're from the outside looking in, it might look a little lackadaisical, but there's nothing about him that isn't hard work. You know, he comes into camp in shape. He's always, you know, ready to go. And, and he's just a great presence to be around. And I think, you know, with so many changes uh, on defense and key positions, um, you know, the departures or, 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 you know, that, 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 you know, a guy like Mason Bennett, who's going to be looked at to take another step forward, which he has year after year, I think having a guy like JG to, to lean on both on 
the field, whether it's practice, whether it's at the game, and then off the field, like in the film room or in the weight room. I think there's going to be a lot of guys who gravitate towards JG naturally just because of his success on the field. Um, but they're going to learn a lot about, uh, you know, the work it takes to, to be that good. So uh, JG, obviously, a, 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 you know, a QB's worst nightmare coming off that blind side. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it'll, it'll, that, he'll be the key to that, that D line to create pressure, to make things harder for, for quarterbacks that they face, to give no space. Uh, for running backs that they face. But yeah, JG is uh, his resume. Again, one of those guys that speaks for itself and should be a lot of fun to watch. Now, everything aside, um, Chris Edwards, another guy who maybe you wouldn't have expected to see in Hamilton. He's going to be in Hamilton now. And it was funny just even even hearing Simone talk about how they're locker mates and they've become boys. But what is he going to bring to this defense? Yeah, I mean, again, when you look at Chris Edwards, uh, one of those guys that at the end of the day, you wouldn't think, would ever be in the black and gold, you know, somebody who's been in uh double blue for, for so long. And, and it, it is funny to see him, you know, rocking that, that black and gold, but he's, he's a threat out there. It doesn't matter where he is. He, he can sack, he's got great hands. He's, he can intercept and he can run. I mean, you know, we've seen what he can do in terms of creating havoc, both whether he's back in pressure or whether he's rushing the quarterback. Um, Again, his his speed is is it's blinding out there when you watch him attack the line, when you watch him attack offensive linemen. Uh he's he's a fun guy to watch. And again, I, I think with Mark Washington leading the way on that defense, you know, I've been you know lucky enough to see Coach Washington up up close the last few years. You know, he is a guy who gets the best out of everybody. And if you're getting the best out of somebody who's already been pretty good. You know, he has been a CFL all-star before. I think he's a little motivated. He thinks that, uh, you know, the last few years, you know, even though they were solid, were not his best. So uh, it's going to be a huge part of that Ticats defense in that front seven. And uh, if, if, if him and if they can build that chemistry, which I think is a big word that you've been saying all week that I've been asking about all week, it's, it's, it's that chemistry. How, how do they work and having him and Sim click, obviously that's a huge part. I wouldn't expect anything else, but uh, you know, those two picking each other's brains and just being guys that, again, people can go to in the locker room and, and just ask questions or, or the way they saw certain things or just match up two good football knowledge guys. And then again, you add in coach Washington and, and, you know, coach Steinauer, who wasn't a bad defensive player himself uh, in his playing days, uh, <laughs> it, defense should be a scary, scary thing to watch this season in a good way. But again, it all it all comes down to chemistry and how how much those guys can uh, click come week one because it doesn't get easy. It's not an easy start to the schedule. It never is for the Ticats, but you know, getting that chemistry down in camp is going to be huge. And Louie, can you believe we are only now nine days away from the first um, game for the Ticats against the Toronto Argonauts? It's going to be um, exciting to see, and I know you'll be at a ton of those games this year. I actually had one more thing I wanted to ask you about. I know you're busy. Um, and that's the guardian caps. Have you seen the new guardian caps they're wearing now? The, the old lineman and the D lineman and, uh, and linebackers, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like, I think, I think they look ridiculous. Uh, I think they're, you know, but I go back to what coach O said yesterday. Yeah. It's all about player safety. And if this is about keeping players safe, then, then that's all that matters. I, I know Milty wrote about it this week too. And yeah. And just how quiet uh, it is and quieter it is. And, you know, I, I, I understand, like I've, I've been up close again for seven years watching this team and watching 
guys literally from the front lines and and I know how dangerous and how violent this game can be. I've seen it firsthand um, and anything that's going to make this game safer, that's going to, uh, you know, help careers have more longevity, keep guys healthier, keep them more in the lineup. I'm, I'm all for, and if it looks a little silly, then it looks a little silly, but the important thing is guys stay safe, guys stay healthy and they, they not just only have good long careers, but uh, good careers uh, afterwards too. No, absolutely. And, and and the numbers have come out. I know they use them in the NCAA and they've come out that they do help um, up to 10, 10 to 20%. I'm not a numbers guy, but, but they, they, they've been helping. So that's great. Now, Louie, um, I really appreciate you coming on and I think it's going to be something we do here, um, every week or, or so, um, get whoa, you on the show. We're going to, we're going to be, let's circle back to that, buddy. Let's circle back. Let's be sure. <laughs> but we're going to have you on the show here and there. So I really appreciate you joining me now. Um, if you don't, if you want to maybe give yourself a little shameless self-promotion of where the, the fans can find you now. Yeah, well, uh, you mentioned there I'm at uh, CHCH. Uh, you know, we got a great team here and uh, lucky enough to to still be doing some sports, uh, but focusing a lot on, on the news side. And then uh, you mentioned it back uh, on the Ticats Audio Network. I, I think it's in the contract that uh, you can't have a Ticats Audio Network without uh, Louis B. So uh, I'll be back uh, hosting, speaking with the enemy. That's always a lot of fun uh, getting to connect with, uh, with guys with uh, other teams and other cities. Um, and it, it, you know, those are conversations I usually have before games anyway. So just to bring fans into that and, and get some perspective on, on what's going on on the other side or players to watch and can't tell you the number of times I had a guy on the show who told me to watch out for this player and sure enough, they go off for big games. So, uh, it's a great way to, to learn about the opposition that week in, uh, in a 10 to 15 minute interval. And, uh, like I said, just excited to be back with, uh, a great lineup of talent on the Ticats audio network uh, with new additions like you and uh, returning guys like my, my pals, Luke Tasker and RJ and, uh, and Andy, uh, you know, like I said, I've been fortunate enough to have been part of the Ticats audio network since, since day one, since pre day one, and uh, to still be a part of it in some capacity, obviously uh, a, a, a nice honor for me. And, uh, and like I said, I think contractually there can't be a Ticats audio network without Louis B. So uh, yeah, excited to be back this season. Big thanks to Lou for joining me today. Always fun chatting with that guy. And I'm sure I'll be seeing him around Hamilton here at the stadium or even around Niagara um, very, very soon. Before I get to Coach O and Coulter, the CFL has released details about where you can watch preseason games this season. So the Canadian Football League announced today that the league will be providing fans with more free access with the introduction of CFL Preseason Live and CFL Plus. So both of the Ticats preseason games, they'll be available to everyone, and that'll be on CFL Preseason Live. Now, it's the first time, I believe, that all non-broadcasted preseason games will actually be available to the fans. So that's pretty big, pretty easy to do it. All you have to do is go to cfl.ca, provide an email address, and you'll be able to gain access to both of the league's new streaming platforms, and that is free of charge. So that's always nice. CFL Commissioner Randy Ambrosi made a statement today. He said, free online viewing represents a new path forward for the league and all of our fans. Through these platforms, we are prioritizing access and reach while placing an added emphasis on building a more direct connection with our viewers. So the Ticats, um, they kick off the preseason when they host the Toronto Argonauts in just Eight days, I think I might have said nine with Louis, but it's actually eight on May the 27th at Tim Hortons Field. And it is quickly approaching, folks. And also, the club will wrap up the preseason in Montreal when they take on the Alouettes 
on June the 2nd. Those will both be available for free via CFL Preseason Live. So I think it's time now I throw to Coach O, who spoke to me briefly following today's double practice, or as the Ticats like to call it, power practice. Coach, so uh, power practice today, what was the thought process about having a double today? It's, it was on the schedule. It's just how hard we went. So I just thought that uh, it's always good to simulate the game, you know, so it was just a quick halftime there, and then we, we hit it again. But uh, real light, real light, really uh, focusing on technique and execution. The caretaker was out there today. Yep. What was it like having him on the sidelines there with the coaches and uh, the players? Bob always shows up a couple times during training camp. I think it's more for the lunches, popsicles and stuff. But, no, it's always great to have Bob out here. He's uh, obviously, uh, he bleeds tie cats, and, and so it's, uh, it's good. And it's also good for him to see uh, the new faces. Now, I'm chatting with Coulter uh, after. Uh, just a little bit on him as a player. What can you give me on yeah, he loves to play. Uh, he's changed his uh, body composition this offseason, so you could tell he really took it seriously. Um, and, you know, he's, I think he's ready to make that jump. And, and so, uh, first of all, and then also, you know, he's just, he's just a great person. He's a great teammate. He wants to get better. He accepts coaching. A big thank you to Coach O for joining me once again today at Ron Joyce Stadium following today's practice. And it was good to get his take on Coulter Woodmansey, a guy who really stepped up last season and is looking to make even more progress heading into this season. I caught up with Coulter following today's practice and just wanted to see how camp's been going and how that O-line's been shaping up. All right, uh, Coulter, your third training camp now. Um, how's it been out there so far in week one? Oh, amazing. We're working hard, having fun, getting after it every day, trying to get better. Um, a lot of continuity on that O-line. How important is it to have some familiar faces next to you out there? Oh, it's great. We have a really, really good group. Uh, even the new guys, they're all fitting in. We're gelling. We're working hard. Great group. Very excited. A new addition of Joel. Just tell me a little bit about what you've seen from him so far out there. I've seen a great teammate. He works really hard every day. He's very positive. He's coaching up young guys, doing all the right things. Can't wait to play with him. And now being back in, with all the guys around the dorms and just that first week, the camaraderie of yeah. being with your teammates, how has that been so far? We have such a good group of guys and such a good culture on this team. It's like, this is really hard work, but everything's worth it when you get in that room and you hang out with the guys, you have lunch with everything. This is what you remember. This is why you do it. So those new guardian caps that they have, the, the O-line wearing, how has it been wearing that? Has it been different for you? Has it taken a little bit of adjusting to uh, wear those? We're still getting used to it. Uh, it's great. Anything we got to do that can make the game safer, whatever. We're all happy to work and do what's necessary to win. Thank you to Coulter for joining me on the show today. As I mentioned before, we are only eight days away from the first game at Tim Hortons Field when the Hamilton Ticats take on the Toronto Argonauts. Tickets are on sale now, so make sure you get those tickets to get your first look at the Ticats in action as they take on the defending Grey Cup champion, Toronto Argonauts. That's all the time for me today. I would like to thank Louis B., Cocho, and Coulterwood Manzi for joining me today, and I want to thank you for listening to Ticats today.